Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. I know here in Tennessee, the weather's a little wet, uh, but the temperature's pretty nice. So if you get an opportunity to get out and work with your dog, I highly recommend it. And if you need some help working your dog in public, go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. It'll definitely give you some skills that you can be practicing to help your dog be better. Before we start with today's episode... I do have a quick announcement. I have so much appreciated you guys supporting this podcast by listening and sharing with your friends, giving ratings. Uh, Ratings are important because it allows other people to find us, but we want to give you more through our podcast. We have a lot of listeners that are not local, and so they can't take advantage of our um, classes, our private training and lessons and things. So we wanted to give you guys an opportunity uh, to learn more from us and uh, Do it more through a video uh, setup than just the radio. So we are actually going to be launching our own Patreon page. If you're not familiar with the Patreon page, it just allows us to set up some different tiers uh, that allows for people to support the podcast monetarily. And it allows us to offer you some different things. So through our different tiers, we will be offering some um, online videos that will only be for uh, certain tier um, members. Those videos will basically show you how to teach things that we've talked about on the podcast. These will be short videos, um, instructional videos, but they will be specific to certain behaviors. So we do have that coming up. Um, We're also going to be having some Uh, chances for you to join us once a month for some questions and answers, some live events. 
uh, some different things like that. So we have a lot of things in the works, uh, but we will be launching that Patreon page November the 1st. We will be putting a link out on our Facebook page as well as we will link it to our uh, next episode, uh, which will be the week before we launch. Now, our launch will be on a Sunday, uh, but you can go in any time and you can set up as a member on our Patreon page. So we really hope that you'll do that um, and help support us uh, so that we can continue giving you all this information through the podcast. We do enjoy doing this. We do want to do more videos, and this will allow us to do that. So uh, today, I know that in the past episodes, I've talked about Gray was going to come on with me, and we were going to talk about um, the five top puppy owner mistakes um, that new puppy owners make. Uh, but Gray is so busy. I, I've got him working so much that um, he is just, we've not found a time to get together and do this. So I'm going to just do it without him. And I'm hoping that Gray and I can get back together and do another podcast because I know how much you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed just sitting down and just uh, talking about dogs with him. We don't get a chance to do it much because we both stay so busy. Uh, so it's just going to be me today. I know you guys love Gray. I do too. Uh, and I'm sorry that he could not make this happen. But I really wanted to put this episode out because I do think it's important for all new puppy owners. Or if you're looking to get a puppy, um, and you know, even if you have an adult dog now, these are things that you can learn so that you don't make those same mistakes on your next puppy. You know, we always want to improve each time that we get our dog. So you definitely want to um, take some of these in consideration and, and ask yourself, did I do these? Did I make these mistakes? Um, or, you know, did I do what I needed to do? And can I do that better? Or have I topped out on how awesome I am with puppies? Um, there are some people that are just awesome with puppies, I will tell you. It does take a lot of patience with puppies, um, but it takes a lot more than that. And we're going to talk about today the top five mistakes that I think puppy owners make. Um, I am not going to put these in order of importance because I think they're all important. Uh, so keep that in mind. We're not talking about them order of importance. It's just the things that I have that I think that people need to hear on when you get a puppy, the things that you need to make sure you're not doing. So to start out, uh, the five biggest mistakes that I think puppy owners make, number one um, is really very clear for me is most people do not do enough research before getting their puppy. All right, so what does this research look like? Well, one thing would be looking at what type of breed you are wanting. Even if you are rescuing a dog or and adopting a dog, they're still going to have some breed-specific characteristics that you need to look at. And so really doing some education on what's going to fit best in your home and with your family and your lifestyle that will give you a good head start. That way, when you're looking for dogs to adopt, you're not just looking at the cuteness, but you're looking at the breed characteristics so you know if they fit your family or not. Sometimes, obviously, we don't know what the puppy is going to necessarily um, have the majority of as far as breed. And Brittany and I actually ended up this way. Uh, we got a puppy that looked a lot like our flat-coated retriever did as a puppy. And so we really thought that it was going to be pretty similar uh, not even close. She's more of a border collie mix, which is very different than a flat-coated retriever. And it definitely has been an eye-opening experience for us. 
Uh, I've never had a Border Collie before. Uh, my Rottweilers were always challenging enough, but I will tell you, Border Collies are challenging on a whole nother level. So that's what I mean about just looking and, and looking for that specific breed characteristics that would fit. Um, now, obviously, like I said, sometimes you don't know. Um, you know, we did not know. Uh, we love her, but she is still very different than what we've been used to. So we've had to adjust a little bit in the training uh, and the, you know, time that we have spent with her, what that time looks like. Uh, and so that's something that I really want you to look at. Now, we did some episodes in September on the different breeds and breed groups. Um, I definitely recommend you go back and listen to that. Just kind of gives you some ideas on what the popular breeds, uh, what those characteristics look like, and can possibly just save you time on doing some research. So I would say that's the first thing is not doing enough research to know what's going to fit best with your family and your lifestyle and not just going by looks. All right, so number two, I would say that not setting expectations. In other words, not knowing what rules you're going to want to put in the house. You know, are you going to allow your dogs on the furniture? Are they going to sleep in the bed? Are you going to crate train them? Um, are they going to be allowed to uh, roam free when you're not at home? Or are they need to be put in a playpen? You know, so you need to learn how, what these expectations look like. Are you going to allow jumping when the pup is an adult? Are you going to allow the dog to bark at you to get attention when the dog is two years old? You know, puppies are really cute and they do tend to get away with a lot more because their behavior is really not that obnoxious. Barking is cute. Uh, jumping is not that big of a deal because they're only a few pounds, you know, maybe eight or nine pounds. So it's really not that big of a deal. But if we don't understand that that dog is going to grow up into an adult uh, and we're not setting those expectations and then we are going to run into problems as the dog gets bigger. You know, I don't want to allow the dog to uh, pull on my pant legs and growl because it's really cute from a puppy if I don't want that dog doing it when it's a year old and, you know, 50, 60 pounds. So setting those expectations are important and knowing what is okay and what's not. And if you have a family, I highly recommend you discuss with the family what those expectations are going to look like. Or is jumping going to be okay? If it's not going to be okay, is barking uh, at you going to be okay? Is furniture, is not everyone is going to be comfortable with the furniture. So you need to really think about that and get those expectations in your mind. And that really goes along with also, as the third mistake, is that people don't start training early enough. So many times people just want to work on mouthing, uh, which is the biting while playing, chewing on inappropriate items and housebreaking. But there is a lot that you can do with your puppy very early on to start training, teaching them how to walk nicely with you, teaching them how to respond to commands. You know, it's really important to start training your dog early. The longer you wait, the more things you're going to have to undo. Not only undo from the puppy, but undo from your habits. If anybody knows anything about dog training, it's that we are training the people first and foremost. So start training early. You know, as soon as you get the dog in the home, that's when you need to start training. Whether that is a private class, whether that's a group class, maybe you're going to do some online training. Uh, but I highly recommend if you're going to do online training, don't just be watching videos to try to learn. You need to get hooked up with a professional, uh, whether that's over Zoom 
or phone calls, but you need to start training early. Uh, the majority of the people, uh, majority of places will have a positive reinforcement trainer available. Uh, so you definitely just need to be looking around and locating one and possibly even talking to them beforehand. You know, one of the things that we do as a company is we can actually pick out a dog for you and choose a dog for you. Uh, there's a lot of questions that we ask and we can choose the right dog for you so that you're not going in and picking up that dog that is just so cute but it's hiding in the corner and you feel sorry for it because we know that dog's going to have some behavior problems and, and that dog is already nervous and fearful. I would not recommend that dog to a house full of kids um, or a really busy household, maybe you know a quiet household. Uh, so those are some of the things that you want to think about. But starting your training early is very important. It's getting you with good habits, and that's really what we're doing is creating good habits in the owner. Uh, but it's also going to start your pup out on the right track. And so the problems that you will have will be a lot fewer, and you will not have as many items chewed up. You won't have as many accidents in the house if you start training early. Okay, so number four. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go back to three for just one second. Do not let anybody tell you that you have to wait till the dog is six months for training. And don't let the fact that your dog doesn't have all the vaccines prevent you from reaching out and getting training. It's so important. Okay, number four, taking advice from family and friends because they've had dogs their whole life. Now, obviously, when we have done something long enough, we have experience. But there's good experience and there's bad experience. Uh, sometimes there's experience that you get that you don't know if it's good or bad. You just know that's the experience that you've had. Many family and friends, they are well-intentioned and they try to give you advice on what you need to do. But unfortunately, a lot of the advice that family and friends are giving are old-school recommendations. They are... Um, not healthy for your relationship with your dog. They're not healthy for the dog. Um, and a lot of times they don't work. Uh, so you've really got to be careful at not just listening to everybody who's ever owned a puppy. You know, when I hear people say, well, I've had dogs my whole life, but I've never had this problem. Well, that's fine. I mean, it's one of those things that, yeah, you're probably not going to have all the problems in the world with every dog that you get. But having a dog doesn't make you um, educated in dog behavior. I'm being, I'm trying to be very delicate, and I know y'all are like, why, Nikki? That's normally not you. Um, basically, you know what? Look, <laughs> I've been using the, the toilet for quite some time. Um, actually, you know, probably for 30, 40. I'm not going to tell you my age. I've been using the bathroom, the toilet, a lot but it doesn't make me a plumber, right? I've also been driving a car. It doesn't make me a mechanic, right? So the thing is, guys, is that you can have experience, but unless you truly study and do it for a living, then you're really just kind of throwing out information without understanding the basis to it. Um, and I appreciate you trying to help, and I appreciate your family and friends embracing it, but be very, very careful uh, taking advice from family and friends. And and I'm also going to throw in here, taking advice on training from your veterinarian. Be very careful with that, as many of them give out um, old information, like uh, grabbing their nose and their mouth and saying no bite when they are biting, 
or uh, you know sticking their nose in PP. Uh, these are all things that are are not good to do. They're very bad to do. So uh, some veterinarians just don't have enough information on behavior to be able to to give out that information and to give advice. So please be careful with that. Um, but if you have a veterinarian who has some behavior background, wonderful. Use them and, and ask all the questions that you need to. Uh, and this includes the vet techs that you also see. I would not necessarily take a bunch of training advice from them unless they have had some specific training in behavior. Okay, so it's just like us as dog trainers. I do not give out veterinarian advice. I talk nutrition. I have studied nutrition. Um, but if you're asking me about something uh, like GI issues with your dog, um, I'm not a veterinarian. So that's where you need to go to the veterinarian to talk to. Um, even though stomach issues definitely come from stress and um, anxiety, excessive stress and anxiety, uh, you know, and that's the behavior part of things. I can tell you to go to your vet and get some things and do th some things, but I'm not a veterinarian and I cannot... Uh, give you medical advice on what you're doing with your dog. Even though I've had dogs my whole life, I've worked for a veterinarian, um, and I do have a, quite a bit of, of education in it because I've educated myself, but I am by no means uh, qualified to give you advice on veterinary care. Uh, so be careful with what advice you take um, and probably take it with a grain of salt. And this includes all the information you're getting on the internet, all the YouTube videos, you know, all the things that your friends say, hey, check this guy out. Check this girl out. This woman did a great job for me. Um, oh, yes, yeah, she told me to get a shock collar, but it's been the most wonderful thing. My dog is perfect with a shock collar, right? So you just got to really do your own research, do your own um, asking questions, and find a professional who uses positive reinforcement to help you and your dog. Okay, and last but definitely not least, and I really think this is one of the biggest problems that we run into, uh, and the biggest mistake, if I did have to put these in an order, I would say this is the number one mistake. Uh, and that is not socializing your puppy. That means not socializing with people, not socializing with other dogs, not socializing your puppy until it's too late. Um, so many times people say, well, you know, we want to socialize our puppy, but the vet said you have to wait until all their shots are done. Well, um, very rarely have I ever had a dog um, without its shots, uh, get sick when it is taken um, priority of socialization and taken care of. It's doing it correctly is the biggest key. Uh, you can socialize your dog safely without getting them um, around um, dogs that could potentially give them um, a disease or um, any type of sickness or illness. So socialization is crucial. All right, so you need to start socializing your puppy as soon as you get your puppy. Uh, let's say you get your puppy at eight weeks. Well, you've got about four weeks to introduce that dog to about 300 people. And that is the time frame that you have to get your dog understanding that people are good, they're fun, um, and all kinds of people are fun. Not just the ones in your family, not just your friends, but people of all heights, um, all wits, um, all types of dress, uh, maybe they walk with a cane, maybe they're in a wheelchair, maybe they just like to wear hats all the time and sunglasses. You've got to get your dog really socialized to so many different people. And there are many places that you can do it safely. 
you can easily put your dog in a stroller or a carrier and you can socialize them that way. And when I say carrier, I mean like a soft-sided carrier, like a purse. If you have a small dog, you can carry the dog if they're small, having people pet and say hi to the dog and talk to the dog. Your dog doesn't necessarily have to get down on the ground and walk to be socialized. You could simply park in front of a pet store with your windows down, with your dog hanging out with you, and people are going to want to come up and say hi. And that's a safe way to socialize. Now, obviously, with um, COVID, we are always being careful with social distancing. There's still ways that you can do it, though. Um, even some of these big box stores, you can go in and put them in the, in the cart and push them around in the cart. Um, but like I said, they do have doggy strollers that you can use. That way your dog is not walking, um, but it's still able to be socialized. Have puppy parties. Have, invite people over. Right, so your dog has got to be socialized with humans, all kinds of humans, small, large, young, old, humans, humans, humans. And then, of course, socialization with other dogs. You can do this by finding some puppy playtime. Uh, some group classes will uh, be available for puppies for, um, at 8 to like 12, 14, 16 weeks. So you just have to look around and find um, some puppy play and uh, find some places where your dog can socialize with other dogs. But don't just let them socialize with puppies. Make sure you are able to get them around some adult dogs that play well, that have different play styles and different play preferences. Uh, this will help your dog be a very well-rounded dog and allow them to basically just get used to everything. Um, and along with socialization, exposing your dog to the elements, exposing your dog to the world, exposing to the garbage truck, the dump truck, the, um, the, the loud piece of equipment that's down the street or bicycles or skateboarders, you've got to get your, your puppy out. So if, when you get your puppy, you might as well plan on that every moment that you have available is, needs to be spent socializing and exposing your puppy to the world. And if you do that, then you're going to avoid a lot of problems down the road. Uh, so that is the top five biggest mistakes that uh, puppy owners make. And I'm hoping that through this episode, you guys will start to understand that the next puppy you get, you start them out on the right track, you get going with them, you don't wait until you have problems, you're proactive, you're educating yourself, and you are preparing your puppy for the real world. All right, so if you do have a puppy, congratulations. Reach out to us. We'd be happy to set up a puppy appointment with you. Um, we can help you get started on the right track. Um, and, uh, of course, we have many other episodes that you can listen to. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Um, I hope that you stay tuned. We will be giving out more information on the Patreon page next week and hope that you guys are uh Really looking forward to that as much as we are looking forward to launch it. Um, I know Gray's going to be doing the majority of the videos, um, but he and I both will be doing some of the live events, the question and answer, um, and things of that nature. And, and we're actually probably going to also attempt to put our dog communication seminar through a live event through our Patreon page. So if you're not local and you can't go to the seminar live, then we will have that available through the Patreon page as well. Uh, so these are all the things coming up. And speaking of the dog communication seminar, we do have one this Friday night um, at 7 p.m. to 10 o'clock at the farm at Natchez Trace in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, so if you're local and you've not done our communication seminar, please get on our website uh, through the events and our store page 
and register. It's 35 per person. And as always, it is BYOB. There is plenty of room for social distancing, and it's going to be a wonderful seminar um, as usual. People love it. People take it multiple times. And um, we have made a few changes to it, added some videos. So if you've been before, uh, there's hopefully some new stuff for you to watch. Uh, and 75% of it is video. Uh, so I know three hours sounds like a long time. We do take breaks, but it really does fly by. So I hope you can join us for that. If, and if you're not local, then uh, you hopefully through the Patreon page, we will be able to get that set up. And so that you can get that education uh, just like our local people are able to. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. I can't tell you how much. And I hope that you've been enjoying our podcast. And, and if you will, uh, just rate us on whichever um, app that you're listening to. We'd appreciate it so other people can find us and that we can educate them as well. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. And we will see you next week.